Welcome to Let's Change Chances. I'm your girl Kimmy. In this week's episode, we talk about what do we do to help our loved ones. They could be ill, they can need mental support. So join us on the porch as we talk about what do we do to help our loved one. Hey ladies, how is it going today? Hello. Doing great. Doing great. Ready for this change of weather, winter weather, fall weather. All types of weather. Whatever the weather. Yeah, whatever the weather. Yeah, I'm just um, you know, um, I'm just ready for some real winter here in New Jersey. Um they're forecasting it, but you know, I'm just hoping that we get a real winter, you know, um, even if it prolongs the cold period because I think it's needed. You know what I mean? We haven't had one in China. We haven't had one in a couple of years and it's usually we do get one. So, you know, that's my hope. And, um, but I ain't going to prolong this because this is, this is a series that we're doing and I am so excited, but I'm not even going to steal the thunder. I'm going to hand this over to my sis Keisha and, um, take it away, Keisha. Well, I am excited today. Because we have a special guest, as we see on the porch, um, Leona Davis, who is a health care giver coach. And I don't want to steal her thunder because I like the way she explains what she does. So, Leona, just give us a little bit about um, what you do and how you help people. Wonderful. Thank you so much, first of all, to you ladies for having me on here today. I am Leona Davis. I am a caregiver coach. I am here to inspire, encourage, and uplift those caregivers to give them the best tools that they need to be able to make their journey as easy as possible. I am here to give you all the knowledge I have to share with you. So with that being said, this topic is, is very important because if you don't if you're not caring for someone, you know someone who is caring for someone, or you might end up being in that situation. So what better way to have the knowledge? Because it's a hard situation, but when you have the knowledge, um, it makes it a little bit easier. So I'm going to get right into it, Leona. Mama, uncle, somebody, <laughs> they need help. I'm the person that, that has to help them. I see that they need help. What do I do? What will be the first steps that I need to do to um, to help my loved one? Well, just like you said, first, you had to recognize that there's a problem. Once you have recognized that there's a problem, you need to find out how to address this problem and get the help that you need. In doing so, you might be able to reach out to your doctor or, your, or um, finding that entity where she is at. For instance, if you're, let's say, for instance, your, your loved one has just got um, imported into the, she just got um, into the hospital, right? She's in the hospital. She may have fallen or he may have fallen or had some type of serious, something that happened that caused him to go in there. But as he, he or she is in there, you also recognize prior to them coming there that there were some other things that were going on. So we don't wait till the problem is escalated to get help. If you notice that there were some changes, let's get that help now. So mm-hmm. now that person is in the hospital. Let's reach out and find out what we need. In that room, you're going to have several people that's coming in that room. The doctors, the case managers, the co- the, the um, case managers, the social worker. All these people's coming in at once on you. Mm-hmm. But then you got to ask the question, to who? You got to be able to ask that person 
How do I get the help I need? My loved one is suffering. I know she's suffering. I know he's suffering. What do I need to do? First, you recognize that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Once you have recognized that there's a problem, you are now going to seek to those measures to give to that are available to you to give you the help that you need. Reach out to that doctor. Ask the questions that sometimes we don't want to ask. Mm-hmm. My loved one has not been eating like he or she should. Mm-hmm. She's not, her weight gain has gone down. I notice she's getting skinnier. What can I do to, to get her, her weight back up? What can I do to get her back where she was before all of this happens? What do I need to do? Mm-hmm. So once we acknowledge that there's a problem, we get that to the services, you have to go to that doctor. Sometimes you may have to spill the beans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, we don't like to talk. We as families sometimes says what's in our, what happens in our family stays in our family. Yeah. But if that person screaming for that help, mm-hmm. you got to give it to them because would you rather that person to have the help they need or suffer and, and suffer in quietness and knowing that you got knowledge to get them to help. That's, 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 that's crucial. That's true. So, yes. So we have to be able to get that nurse care to be able to get that nurse care in there. We got to talk. We're going to have to open up what God gave us. I'm out. We talk about everything else. Let's open up my mouth <laughs> and talk about what we need to talk about when it comes down to the health of our loved ones. Well, what about, um, Deanna, what about, okay. So we, 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 we are there. We're talking about it. And then now it's, it's coming down to the insurance. And, you know, different insurances have different cover different things. Can you speak a little bit about that aspect? Well, in our society, different health plans that are health insurances that are available to us. We have Medicaid. We have Medicare. We got, you know, some people may have Blue Cross and Blue Shield. We have um Health Mana, um, Humana Plus, Humana One, Two, and Three. So it's important to educate yourself on your loved one's insurance that they may have. Some family members, and I've noticed that because my mom was one, she does not does not qualify for Medicaid, and Cade is C A I D, mm-hmm. whereas she has qualifications for Medicare, C A R E. So Medicare covers different ranges. If you only have Medicare by itself, there's a possibility you have a wide range of services that is available to you, but limited to you. Mm-hmm. But if you have Medicare and Medicaid, you have an overwhelming range of services, but you're not, some parents are not able to get Medicaid. So what you do is that you have to educate yourself on the type of insurance that your loved one has first. Mm-hmm. First is you find out if they got Medicare, find out what type of Medicare they got. They may have Medicare plan A, plan B. They might even have the plan C or D that's with it. And that gives you that wide range of services that is available to them. Whereas if they only have Medicaid A, they're not going to get the other services that they may need. You may have to come out your pocket for. So if they have Medicaid, Medicaid, will allow them to be able to get that wide range of services that gives them home care, gives them um, overwhelming doctor care, gives them transportation care, gives them um, services that they may not be able to get just with Medicare. Check if you got if you got um, if you got a, a Humana. Check which one you got on Humana. 
because Humana has a different range of services that is available. If you have Blue Cross and Blue Shield, I recommend Blue Cross and Blue Shield if you're not able to get Medicaid or Medicare because they are a, a, a great entity to have when it when you are not able to do for yourself. They have a great service to help you out as they're aware uh, as well. So with Medicaid, the only reason I, I push Medicaid a lot because with our loved ones who need health care, who needs in-care, home care services, Medicaid is between that and Blue Cross and Blue Shield is excellent. Because well, let me in, let me interject if, real quick. Because I I always want to be um because we we're in a wide range of who listens to us, right? So I want to make sure that you know when people think about their insurance, they think about what they are entitled to locally, wherever they're at. You, you see what I'm saying? Right. Um, I, yes. I do appreciate you covering it because I'm telling myself, I was confused on Medicare and Medicaid. You know what I mean? Um, but the hope is that there is someone at that hospital level that will also be able to instruct them so they won't be just out here wildly trying to figure out what they need to do. I mean, we actually have one of our sisters who is not on here with the day Who's, who's dealing with Karen with her, for her son. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be a long-term and, and things like that. And um, I actually, I care for, for my first cousin. So I, I think that, you know, I can tell you for myself, I had to dig a little deeper to see what he was mm-hmm. entitled to. Um, but I do, um, and I, I say this because I think that sometimes we we shun off the resources that really is available. And Chauncey, you probably can jump in mm-hmm. with this one. We shun off the resources that are available to us and we think we have to be the warrior to go digging and finding, you know what I mean? What's mm-hmm. going on? Because we we need to um we need to find out what's available for our loved one. So I don't want to like belabor the fact that that's important, but I do want to make sure that, you know, everyone that's listening that you need to take the incentive to look in your locality to see what's going to be do- doable for you or what's going to be yeah. your need. Sorry to interrupt. And to to piggyback off of what Kim is saying is that it's the difference between your federal coverage and your state coverage. So as Leona, you know, shared with us, Medicare, C-A-R-E, is through the government Mm -hmm. and Social Security program, and Medicaid is through your state. So depending on the state that you live in and depending on what those state qualifications are mm-hmm. and for those two coverages to work together, um, that they are a co-insurance to each other. So yes. as you said, for those families that that would qualify for that or that particular person that would qualify for both versus one, and then the Medicare gap coverages, which mm-hmm. means that you can have Medicare, but you have selected a Humana plan, a Blue Cross Shield plan, mm-hmm. which means that you have those other coverages attached to that. So yes, it is very um, imperative mm-hmm. that you you find out from your resources, which is usually the hospital social worker is your first point of contact yeah. if you don't to to talk to them. Yes, I totally agree with you, ladies. Um, it's important. This that's why it's important that we have these conversations with our doctor. Absolutely, because. Our doctors already know who to talk to and mm-hmm. who to go to because once you have established that you have these type of insurances, they, your Medicaid automatically gives you a um, case manager. Mm-hmm. So you have a case manager that's assigned to you. And half the time, we don't even know who that is because we never ask the questions 
of who that person, who, what insurances we got. And sometimes I love, my mother-in-law did not know the insurances that she had. She just knew she was covered when she went to the hospital. She did not know. So once I dig a little deeper into her insurance gaps that she had, Mm -hmm. I found out that she had case managers that were signed to her and she didn't even know she had two case managers. So it's important that we ask the questions to the doctor. Please reach out to the doctor. Reach out to your case manager. Reach out to your social workers because that's what they are there for. They are there to give you the information so that you can make the transition for your loved one as easy as possible. Can I piggyback? Can I ask you a question, Leona, in in your opinion, because of this, how would you advise um, people who might be in this position to approach it? What I have seen and what I have experienced and seen from afar is that people assume, they assume that else is going to take care of their loved one and now they get mad because it's like you didn't do this you didn't do this and then have to find out the hard way that the responsibility fell on that patient and that patient's family and not the caregivers or the medical providers because they provide medical care they don't provide work you you know what I mean how would you advise that to to families in in those situations sit down and have a conversation we don't like talking about situations if it arises. My family, when my mother had her, um, she went, she, medicines collided where she stopped walking. So Mm -hmm. when she stopped walking, it became real to us that we need to put in plan. If something like this happens, what are we going to do with our mother? So we put in plan at that day, that night, we had a conversation with my brothers, myself and my sisters. We discussed where mom's going to live, who's going to take care of mama, Who's going to have access to the house? Who's going to handle the medical care? Who's going to handle her nurse care? We had laid it out. You got to have a conversation with your sisters, your brothers, your aunts, your uncles. You got to have a conversation. If you don't have that conversation, you'll be just like what what, um, sis just said. You'll be out here cabogulating against each other, fighting against each other because you think it was somebody else's responsibility. But it's imperative that we sit down and have a medical talk conversation, a one-on-one with the family members, with your sisters and brothers, so that you can understand how we're going to take care of our love. We're not expecting them to get there, but just in case. And you, you're right, because everyone needs to know about it. Because if one person knows and if something go wrong, you're supposed to do this and that and the other. And it, it, it causes division uh, within the family. So how long, so if if everything you, you've, you've talked the people that you need to talk to, got your insurance is going. How long does that process usually work as far as when um, uh, those uh, things are needed, uh, whatever is needed for that person? How, how, what's the gap or the time period? It depends on your state. It really just it depends on how fast the state works. Um, here in Charleston, I had a great case manager. She moved very quickly for me. So it moved the process along very quickly for me. But it just depends on the case. If you see that the case manager is not moving fast enough, you talk to her on Monday, you see no results by Wednesday, change your case manager. Okay. So you, you do have that option to change. You Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, you are. Oh, you can change case managers. You can change doctors if you like. But at the end of the day, you need to give them. I, will give, I always gave them a time frame. If I didn't get my answer within that time frame, I'm calling again to see what's going on. If I don't get no answer during that time frame, 
I'm going to call again. I always give them three chances. If I don't get it by that third time, I'm switching up caregivers. I'm uh, caregivers, case managers. So when I switch up that case manager, you'll know that I mean business because I'm not going to sit here and wait six months for something that only you sitting there at the computer and, and takes. Th- and that's so important, Leon, um, for people to hear because we're thinking once we have this case manager and they don't move, we're just waiting for them. Because I see people, well, mm-hmm. we're, we're just waiting. Where we're just waiting, we're waiting for them to do something. But that that's good knowledge to know that you do have that option. Give them yes. a time frame, keep calling back, yes. change it up. Yes, you are the advocate for your loved one. The only voice that's going to be able to stand out and get them the help they need is your voice. If you don't speak up for them, nobody will. Believe me, they're not coming there, knocking on your door and asking you what help you need. You're going to have to be the advocate to push for the need that that person needs. You're the person that's the voice. So when that person doesn't have a voice, you got to be that voice to be able to say, my mother, my father needs this. You need to get it for me. And they can't tell you you can't get it because it's covered under their insurance. The only thing they can tell you is that you can get this portion and not that portion. But it's imperative that you know the insurance and know that you are the voice piece for that loved one. Good, good, good questions. Good questions. Yeah. How how about helping them to understand um, that there are some out of pocket expenses, right? Yes. Especially if you do not have Medicaid to supplement the Medicare. Exactly. You're going to have some out of pocket cost. So exactly. everything you know is not free, and so I think you know. From you know, from your perspective, again, how would you set expectations for a family to say, "Hey, listen, <laughs> you found this information out. It doesn't mean that the fairy's going to come and pay all of these expenses. <laughs> so don't be shocked when you get a few bills in the mail." Exactly. exactly. Because that can make a determination as to whether family members want to help or not. Because if they think they have to go into their pocket, Ooh, they're not everything coming. changes. They're not coming. That's right. <laughs> so I'm glad that you asked that question. I just dealt with that with a, um, a young lady who had contacted me in reference to that. But I, she's needing help, but she has to come out of pocket. And you need to have that discussion again with your family members that you're going to put in your community to help you take care of this loved one. Because you need to discuss if we, if, if mom's care is not, if mom got Medicare and her care is not covered under Medicare, are y'all ready to chip in? Well, let's see. Does mom get a check? Does dad get a check? You can use their check to play that supplement. Don't mm-hmm. take, think that the burden is always on you and your finances. My mother-in-law got a check and that helped supplement the care that we had to pay for. Whatever care we had to pay for outside of what was covered. It came out of her account. Why? Because she's it's, it's care for her. And right. you can buy that, just keep notes of it, keep documentations of it. So you'll know that I paid $200 towards her caregiver for the weekend because her Medicaid only gave her 20 hours and I needed 30. So right. the extra 10 hours on the weekend is paid out of her pocket. So therefore, I have to supplement that. It's important. Again, conversation. We got to conversate. We don't, we don't like to talk about situations of this magnitude, but we need to talk because just like you said, money will destroy a family. Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you from experience, it will destroy a family. All right, it so, will destroy. I was using money and I was not using my mother-in-law's money. I was just 
A lot of stuff I got was through Medicaid, but whatever I used on her, I documented it. Okay. All right. So our last and final question is, all right, everything is done. We have um, the care for mom, but there are some times where it's some some gaps in between. So talk about scheduling um, the time that you actually need that care um, for your loved one. Again, it goes back to the insurance that you may have. It depends on the type of insurance and the laws that is set in your state. Once you have that clarity of how many, how your laws and insurance is settled into that state, you need to write down the materials that you would need and the necessary um, caregiving services that you would need. Mm -hmm. Itemize what you're going to have a visual plan of what you want for that loved one. That's, I guess that's the best way to say, put out a visual plan for what you need for that loved one. Once you have the insurances all taken care of, you know what is available to them. Like I, I dealt with Medicaid a lot with my mother-in-law. So I understood that through Medicaid, they gave you an X amount of hours based on the care that you needed. Once they give you those hours, you, the caregiver, disperse those hours how they are needed the most. Mm -hmm. if, you don't, if you don't need somebody in the a.m., but you need somebody in the p.m., put the hours in the p.m. If you don't need nobody in the p.m., but you need them in the a.m., put the hours in the a.m. because that's where you're going to need the help the most. So then how long does this, it takes to start? It depends on, again, your caregiver. You got to get that caregiver involved so that caregiver can push them numbers over to the services that's going to be rendering it for your loved one. And so once they get that information, the services can start. I, I usually say give a person at least six months. It took me six months to get everything lined up for my mother-in-law. So I will say a good six months because in that time frame, you're setting everything in order. You're getting the idea of things that you need to be able to make the best for your caregiver and and so that your life can be easier <laughs> because <laughs> it is a job so that your life. So if you need somebody to come in, bathe, feed and change, you need to make sure that you got when is her heaviest wet? Well, she rests the heaviest in the, in the a.m. I need somebody in the a.m. for four hours. So if you got 30 hours, you got to spread that 30 hours in a seven day period or in a five day period and then supplement the income on the weekends. So it all depends. You just got to have a plan. Mm -hmm. So Leona, we just thank you for being here on the porch with us today. And I'm sure that our audience got a wealth of knowledge yeah. um, today. But uh, audience, she's, she's going to be back because mm -hmm. we're actually doing a series for this. So we're just so happy. So I hope everyone had their pen and pad. If not, record that back, listen back, and get all those tips and nuggets. That's right. Yes. Thank you for me. Make sure you tune in because we got episode two coming next week and we don't want you to miss that. Um, great episode, Leona, Keisha, and Chauncey. You know, um, I'm sure everyone is going to, like you said, Keisha, had that little notepad and I'm just summing it up. If you don't have that conversation, you're not even going to be able to start with this. So um, it's a hard job. And Support is needed on both ends. And I um, I appreciate you, Leona. And everyone, stay tuned for episode um, two. And join us next Wednesday when that, that episode comes out. And joining me today on the porch is... The girl, Tansy. I'm Keisha. And we have Leona Davis here. And I'm your girl, Kimmy. So have a wonderful week on purpose. And we'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs>